Welcome to the Listener Don't Podcast, a podcast featuring raw, uncut, and unfiltered conversations between two midlife girlfriends sharing their life experiences. Listener don't. Either way, we'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And this is how we start. We start with giggles and laughter. I like it. All right, my love. How are you feeling today? What's the mood? Let's see. I feel pretty good today. I'm going to give myself a 75. Ooh. Um, yeah, I feel maybe, maybe even 77, a little better than average. <laughs> I like it. I like it. A C plus, if you will. Yeah, I give myself a, a very high C plus, maybe even a B minus. I keep going up. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good on anything, the mood. Anything in particular? Ah. Uh, well, I'm definitely excited about early close tomorrow at the office. Ooh, um, yeah. Despite it being a pretty stressful few weeks with work and you know a lot of org changes and mm-hmm. shit like that, this week felt very manageable. <clears throat> now, a lot of it is because I ch- I chose manageability instead of the violence I typically choose at work or had been choosing. <laughs> I like the choice. Yes, yeah. I manageability. Yep. This is what I can do. This is what I'm not Mm going to do today. Some people Mm -hmm. call it procrastination. I call Mm -hmm. it manageability. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I like the new perspective. Yep. Yep. So that helped a lot. Um, I'm feeling very contemplative would be how I would describe my, like kind of where I'm at, if that's a word to describe myself. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Ooh, I think I'm a cool 90 today. Oh damn! I can. Feel I know. It. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty pumped up today. I can. I can fucking tell. <laughs> uh yeah. So I, I went to a hot vinyasa power class tonight. Mm, you're still here. I'm still here. Haven't done one of those in four years. A hot class. And like I texted you when I got started, right before I got started, just sitting there on the mat. I'm like, oh my god! I think I. Just felt my spleen and my pancreas die because it was so hot. <laughs> just and there was a lot of things that I discovered about myself in that class. So okay. there was a lot of things that were happening. I survived, which was yep. delightful. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just a really great rejuvenator. And I just got done like doing my newsletter to the community as well. And I, yeah, it's. It sounded like I might have been a little coked up, but I'm it wasn't coke. <laughs> was it the result of the class that got you feeling on the up and up? I think that was part of it, but I also am loving um it it's spring. Like Yeah. You know what happens? You've been in Minnesota before mm-hmm. for f- several years. Mm-hmm. You know what happens on that day when the hope just like <laughs> shines and everybody just sees the light. It's just like, oh. you know, it's going to be 50 tomorrow. It's going to be wow. 60s this weekend. It's going to be wow. 70 oh. Monday through Wednesday. Like, I it's just like, it's fucking over. Through the screen. Yeah. From you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God. I know. I'm super excited. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Things are growing very, very well in my life. So yeah, feeling good about it. Even though I do trip. probably smell 
like a fast food dumpster in a hot summer day, but that's okay. I didn't have a chance to go home and shower before we started this, but that's all right. It's just me in this office space. <laughs> Stanking it up. Smelling like you're a glowing. hot dumpster fire. Thanks. Yeah, you're glowing. I like your glasses. I didn't get to tell you that before we started. Thank you. Very cute. I got a bit of an obsession with readers, but that's okay. I'm in progressives now, by the way. You talked about this. So these are the new ones. Like yeah, I told you earlier, I like the I new ones. Um, I tried to ride my bike home after I got them and big <laughs> mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound good at all. I'm pretty, don't they usually mistake. tell you to have a ride home? No, or, they didn't say oh. a ride. They just said, don't wear them. You know, if, if you're driving, that's what they said. Don't wear well, them if you're driving. They didn't say anything about a bike ride. You know, if we're getting technical. <laughs> and I was like, you're fine. driving something. <laughs> I was like, I'm fine. It's totally fine. Mm. No, it was dangerous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It was I very bet. dangerous. So I'm, I'm kind of getting used to what angle, you know, I need to be looking, especially walking downstairs. Um, Ooh, yeah. And you've got those narrow fucking stairs going down too. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I've, I've almost eaten it a lot. A lot. Mm. Um, but thank you. Yeah. Very nice. Very I nice like class. them a lot. You said that there were some things that you learned about yourself in your mm. yoga class. Mm-hmm. I'm always interested mm-hmm. in looking for inspiration to get back into my body in that way. What'd you yeah. learn, Jill? Well, I'll start from the beginning of class. It was super exciting to watch regular practicing yogis in their body and in movement and motion. That was kind of fun. You know, there was people that, I mean, power yoga is the repetitive sequence. So not much changes, but you can definitely see it in people's sculpted bodies and how they move and what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was watching a guy do various handstands and I was just like, oh, this dude's working it. All right. You know, so it's kind of fascinating just to see. I was surprised by how well my breath still moves from pose to pose and mm-hmm. not fe- feeling out of breath like I thought I was going to. Because I thought, like mm. I said, I thought I was probably going to die. Because like <laughs> I said, I haven't done it for so long. And hot classes are not usually for me, but there was just mm. something refreshing about releasing the toxins through the heated sweat. Mm. And then as we were going through the class, because it's repetition, and, and that was also the lineage that I learned for my yoga teacher training, mm. it felt very comfortable to get back into that mm-hmm. flow again. Um, and it's like my body just knew where to go. So it mm-hmm. felt really natural. I felt comfortable and okay with doing my practice and not necessarily doing what everybody else was doing. So that felt really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I stayed mentally and visually on my mat and not really paying attention to what everybody else was doing or being mm-hmm. concerned with what people would see me doing in my practice. Like I kind mm-hmm. of didn't give a fuck which that was refreshing. I got a little resentful during class thinking about my yoga teacher training and how learning the power vinyasa flow felt very restrictive on my creativity of Mm -hmm. being able to develop a class based on what felt good to me or being able to switch the class based on what I Mm -hmm. saw in students. Quickly, I got out of like sort of like that resentment, I guess, that of what I learned and appreciative of being able to broaden my horizons 
the way that I did when I had my yoga studio and being able to connect with students and create a class because I really realized in also this class tonight that I miss that creativity piece. And I think that that's where my creativity liked to come out and like I was able to play with it more teaching a Mm -hmm. class Mm -hmm. and developing Mm -hmm. a class. I missed being touched with Mm -hmm. assisting. Oh yeah, keep talking. God, I just wanted it like the whole time. I'm like, please come touch me. Please come touch me. So yeah, there was a lot of things that I've, that I learned and discovered in my one hour class. Wow. Yeah, you did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As you were talking, I had to jot this down so I didn't forget it. It's almost like you were dancing between being a student and being a teacher in that Mm -hmm. class Mm -hmm. and you could see sort of you know the you I don't know I love the curiosity that you brought to you know the whole hour of yeah you know I'm thinking about what I'm getting from this and what it feeds as far as creativity and I'm can sort of be in my own bubble my own space and um really like enjoy being in my own practice within like sharing space with others and yeah I feel resentment towards my, you know, what I experienced in my training that didn't feel like it uh, gave me permission to be free and, you know, Mm -hmm. the creativity piece that Mm -hmm. you enjoy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so much of this feels like a mirror for other conversations we've had. Oh, yeah. Also, too, about like the life journeys in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it was funny. um, Yeah. Because the teacher, Erica, who is a friend of mine that I met through yoga teacher training, I assisted in her program. And so I intentionally went to that studio because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about being in community, creating that, being in kind of having that craving for community. I had intentionally went out to say, okay, there's three teachers as of right now that I want to experience yoga with. So I'm going to go out of my way to take one of their classes because I want to be in community with them and I want to experience them again as a teacher because one of them I haven't and two of them, it's been just a really long time. So I intentionally went for that. And and one of the things Erica said tonight was, you know, when we're in a pose, she was talking about the resistance that might be showing up and you have a choice. What's your choice in that resistance? So exactly kind of what you were talking about in what I was thinking about that initial resentment, it was more of the resistance to my experience and what it was that I learned. And then I switched that into, well, I'm still extremely grateful for that Mm -hmm. because it A, got me to where I am now. And and B, it's not like there wasn't a lot of creativity that could have been expressed. Mm -hmm. It's just that I didn't choose to do it in that way. I chose to do it a different way. Yeah. Got so much here that you said that made me think of like just you again you moving through life and as I know you which is a person who I would say in the most recent years is becoming less attached to a blueprint yeah and more attached or more like moving towards faith yeah that teacher training the way that you've described it before felt very much like this is your blueprint like this is here is the map Mm -hmm. um, and you follow the map and you get the result Mm -hmm. right like that's Mm -hmm. this is you know the expectation is set from the minute you you started and it feels um a lot like your journey has shifted towards trusting the inner blueprint without seeing like a true i don't know path or you know not seeing the clarity of like an end result i guess that makes sense yeah it's interesting (laughs) that's part of that's part of the glow (laughs) today you look free i feel free i don't smell free but i feel free (laughs) 
your experience is inspiring for me. One, because I tend to shy away still from yoga. I think there's some healing to do in my relationship mm. with the yoga practice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ready to touch it yet, but it's yeah. there. Like it's, it's not going away. Yeah. Sometimes how I feel about my cello, like I see you over there and it's just mm-hmm. a nice reminder. I'll, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll chat <laughs> when it's time. I see you. I'll play with you when I'm ready. We'll I'll deal with time. you when it's ready. Yeah. 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 Um, that's fair. Ah, uh, but there was something else that you said that really did trigger um, a thought. And I lost it because it's been a long day and I can't quite remember what that thought was. (laughs) Well, something that I thought of when you were explaining back to me, sort of what Mm -hmm. you heard me say, today I was listening to a master class that I had, you know, signed up for that I had the replay on. And the one thing that she said that I thought was super, super great, and it was basically exactly what you just said, as far as like, she said, arriving into my life means being on the right path with no destination and always working Mm -hmm. and being in the work. Mm -hmm. And you know, what you were talking about earlier, as far as like just really trusting that process, because Mm -hmm. when we get to whatever this destination is, I think we talked about this last time too, when, Mm -hmm. you know, hitting 47, right? Like Mm -hmm. when we get to this said destination, oftentimes we sort of celebrate it for a hot second because then we're already on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, comparing it to nature, like everything is in constant motion. So there really mm-hmm. is no destination. We are literally mm-hmm. on a planet that is constantly moving. Yeah. It made me think about it differently when she put it into the perspective of nature, of how things mm-hmm. are constantly growing and letting go, growing and letting go, growing and letting go. Like we're constantly in this cycle of birth and death with all of the mm-hmm. seasons, Mm-hmm. Much like what's happening with spring right now, like, you know, new beginnings, transformation, revitalization, like all of those things are happening right now. Mm. And we get to plant seeds for mm-hmm. what we want to see grow in the next, you know, six months. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. It was been a very inspiring said. day I, and I contemplative. Mean- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost caught off guard. Sometimes things happen that seem a little bit too much like coincidence and I know therefore it's probably not um there's some lesson or some something that I'm mm-hmm. supposed to take from it like the whole trusting um you know as I was saying to you there seems to be a shift towards a more faith-based living in the sense of I can trust what you know what is happening is exactly what should be happening in its own divine time you know mm-hmm. whatever that looks like I am a little bit more on the uh, yeah, I'm gripping really tightly onto what I know to be true um, mm. and a lot of fear-based thinking. Not so much where sure. I'm uncomfortable, but life for me feels a lot like what you experienced in that yoga class, which is I am in my chair, in my home, looking around, feeling and observing kind of what's passing through me, which is, do you want to be a student in mm-hmm. this next phase, whatever this phase is, it feels mm-hmm. like I'm be- I'm shifting into the student role in my life where I'm going to be doing things that make me very uncomfortable or transitions mm-hmm. are happening that I don't have a lot of control over and that I probably should release a lot more of what I think is my own control over to sort of move towards um a new learning, like some yeah. new learning, some new lesson. Um, and where I am right now feels very much like I am in master teacher status, you know, ah. in my job, I'm in, I'm a teacher and, you know, my world around me, my immediate world in Chicago, I feel like I'm a teacher um, in my day-to-day life. And maybe it's time for me to, you know, be a student a little, mm. which is very uncomfortable. 
Is there particular areas that you're that you desire to be a student again, or that feels like you're being guided towards being a student? (laughs) Well, I feel like at some level we are all always students. Yes, of ourselves. Arrogant and very egotistical for me to not believe that I'm not a student even right now. When I think of it, though, I don't think of it like no one can teach me anything. It's no. There's a little bit of what it feels like is the question for me is: Have I learned all I could learn right now in this space, in this time, in this city, in this home, Mm -hmm. in these relationships? Have I gotten what I need from this in order to become to walk towards the next journey of what learning? Um, looks like and what I don't know. And the unknown feels very uncomfortable, but I'm also really attracted to figuring things out. You know, there's control even with that. Because when Mm -hmm. I think of figuring things out uh, or the things that I'm afraid of, it's moving, being away Mm -hmm. from, you know, the home, you know, environment that I know, being farther away from the people that I see Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis, even the people that I'm not necessarily talking to all the time. But Sure. It's just a comfort level that's there. Yeah. Yeah. A new space with new Mm -hmm. people, with new surroundings, with new air, with, you know, a new routine, like that's a new job with a new boss and new coworkers Uh and new, you know, responsibilities. That all feels like, um, it feels like it's happening, whether I kind of like it or not, you know, or my sure. life is moving towards that. But it's mm-hmm. also just um, like, are you sure? Because it's comfortable knowing everything. Yeah. Knowing what you think is everything. <laughs> yeah. You're in this phase of sort of like leveling up because you've been doing mm. a lot of fucking work over the last two years mm. and you're at that next level. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's going like to challenge you. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's challenging you to get outside of your comfort zone to like mm-hmm. take the risk. Mm-hmm. I want to stay put. But that goes back to not being, I'm not trusting like whatever is before me is even better than today. Yeah. <laughs> define faith for me. How do you define it for yourself? Mm-hmm. Presence. And maybe that's more like how I practice faith. I would practice faith by staying present, by being in gratitude for mm-hmm. the very present today, being less attached to an outcome. That doesn't mean not having a desire, unattached to uh, the outcome so that it impacts my present to a degree of me trying to control and manipulate, you know, in some way. That's what faith looks like. It's like being content in the very right now, in that whatever comes of you know, the day-to-day, the present moment that mm-hmm. I'm walking, working towards that makes me feel, well, frankly, spiritually connected, then I have faith that there's no wrong turn. There's no wrong decision. Yeah. And it also <laughs> sounds like trusting yourself. Yeah, very much. Trusting that you're doing things to stay connected to your highest self and staying mm-hmm. present in that moment and not mm-hmm. allowing yourself to go backwards or move into worry and in the unknown of the future. Yeah. Okay. I hate being broke. So I'm really scared of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're getting it's down legit. To like, what's the truth? Like, bitch, I don't want to be poor. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I've been that way. And New York is expensive. Um, it is. So, yeah, that's right. But you make it work. Everybody makes it work. Hmm. Yeah. Nothing's permanent either. You can always come back. Yeah. Chicago always have you with open arms. I mean... <clears throat> that's my girl yeah kind of <laughs> right she's never gonna leave you it's my girl chicago is my girl she's like girl come in this house sit on this couch let me make some popcorn we can sit chit chat and watch real housewives we're good mm-hmm. you still watching real housewives <laughs> bitch yes you know it <laughs> hey, I can't even 
Good for you, though. Oh, God. Yeah. I, actually, that's not true. The last time I watched it was, uh, oh, it was in a hotel room. That's right. I did. Mm. Um, and it was like the very first season of New York with Bethany Frankel. It was the fashion is iconic. Because it's been, so, what, 15, 20 years ago? Oh, 15? God. It's just, I look at it and I'm like, wow, we all rocked that shit. Remember, like, <laughs> the moccasin boots? Like, the, <laughs> the other, I had them, the brown <laughs> suede, like, tie-up moccasin boots with, like, the little fringe at the top. Like, that yeah. shit. But you know what I'm talking about. Like, exactly which ones I'm talking about. Yeah. The oh, yeah. plaid skirts that look like the <gasps> kilts, the mini kilts. You know what I'm talking about? I did have a couple of those, yeah. Oh God, chain belts. Shit was wild. I love, I love it for that. I love it for that because it's all coming back. <laughs> Always 20 year cycles. Oh God. Uh, all right, my friend. Take away mm. from our chat today. We keep going back to the reference of you being on your mat and being very observant and like also like really accepting at the same time of the thoughts and feelings that were coming up for you at that time. Like you just seem to have like a lot of self-compassion, which made that whole practice enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I want to take that away. Like this discomfort, I can have some compassion for myself in it to make even this part of it enjoyable. You know, this, this unknowing can be enjoyable too, if I'm a little more compassionate with myself. Yeah, that's good. I think I just want to keep riding this non-cocaine high. I like it. I mean, I'm <laughs> jealous. <laughs> I'm taking it for as long Man. as I can. Get it, Nicholas Cage. Get it. <laughs> Get it. Cage. <laughs> Get uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, my friend. Good to see you. You too. Love you. All right. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, friend, for tuning in to this episode of the Listener Don't Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if so, please write us a review and share us with your friends. This episode is sponsored by Jill Daler Coaching, here to guide you to discover and recover your authentic self. If you're ready to create and live a fuck yeah life, I'm here for it. Let's connect at jilldaler.com.